Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Another edition of the NFL Draft Betting Podcast. Tim Murray with you solo today. I just wanted to talk to you guys. I wanted to talk something out about my mock draft. So I put together a mock draft late on Tuesday night. You could read it on vcin.com. And through the draft process, I'm not going to go through every bet that's available, but I do think we could talk some things out you can look around and maybe make some plays. But the biggest thing was, as I am not the uh, greatest writer, so I'm self-aware of that. Uh, I leave that to to Matt Newmans and Adam Burke and so many others here on the network. But I wanted to talk about how I came about with my first round mock draft. So we're going to go through it and uh, not go too crazy here, but see what you think and uh, what bets that that could be placed. So at number one, no surprise here, Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers. As this whole process has gone on, despite the Reddit guy trying to change things up yesterday, I believe at the end of the day, it's going to be Bryce Young. The odds reflect that as well as he is minus 1,600 to be the number one overall pick at DraftKings. That is happening. As for number two, so many differing opinions. Matt Humans, who obviously I respect his opinion and his betting prowess immensely, is going with Will Anderson, at least at last check. For a while, I thought it was going to be Will Anderson. I had received some information that he was number one on their board. Still could be true. Then there was the push for Will Levis. 
Right now in my mock draft, and as of Wednesday afternoon, as we get close to the NFL draft, I believe it will be Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. That was in my mock draft. I keep on going back to Lance Zerline, his mock draft down in Houston uh, a couple weeks ago, and that's just what keeps resonating with me. Then Peter Schrager jumped on that. Peter King has talked about that. So I think that's the way ultimately Houston will go. Now, a wrinkle was thrown into this on Wednesday morning when John McClain, long, long, long Texans reporter, tweeted out or went on a radio show in Indianapolis and said, quote, Houston has no indecision whatsoever. Those are national media reports. They know what they're going to do. They've just put a tight lid on it. With the number two pick, I have them taking Will Levis in my final mock draft. So take that for what you will. John McClain uh, covered the Houston Texans for a long time. He's no longer on the beat. I've reached out to a couple people in Houston, and, and, and they've questioned. They're not saying it can't happen, but they've questioned just how piped in John McClain still is. So just something, I'm going to give you information and you do with it what you will. I still believe Will Levis goes ahead of C.J. Stroud, and that's what I did at number three. So number three, we know the Arizona Cardinals want to trade out. That has been well known. Have they received a offer that they deem good enough? That is a question we don't know the answer to, and we'll find out come Thursday. So did I get a little cute here mocking a one-position trade? Yes, but I do think... Ultimately, Arizona might play Indianapolis off of Las Vegas, might play Indianapolis off of Tennessee, who we know wants to move up. So I'll say Indianapolis moves up to three, gives a third and a sixth or whatever is is comparable, and they draft Will Levis, making him the second quarterback selected, uh, which would cash a lot of tickets uh, for for many of us, and one that I had given out on VCN primetime. At number four, here was the bit of a long shot. There is some strong buzz out there regarding Paris Johnson going to the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm going to give credit where credit's due on a bunch of folks here. Uh, Tony Pauline, who is a a really piped-in draft insider, he has mentioned this now for the past couple of days. Uh, I was reading our own Michael Lombardi's what he's hearing article on vcin.com, which I highly recommend you go read. Michael is as is, is piped in as, as there is when it comes to the NFL draft with his ties. But what Michael said was Arizona might finally listen to Kyler Murray and take Paris Johnson. So, you know, that is something uh, to, to keep an eye on. I have Paris Johnson gave it on this podcast a couple uh, weeks ago, him to be the first uh, to go ahead of Peter Skaronsky. So I'm going to try to will that bet into existence. And uh, this would be my first uh, little bit of a flyer here. Uh, what, what Tony Pauline said on Twitter was, quote, several people now telling me the Cardinals could stay at three and take Paris Johnson themselves. So at that point, we have now had four picks, Bryce Young, Tyree Wilson, Will Levis, Paris Johnson. At number five, I think the Seattle Seahawks raced the card up and draft Will Anderson. Many people have speculated they will take Jalen Carter. 
I believe what Robert Staten has told us on VSIN primetime countless times, and you'll hear it again on Wednesday. He does not believe it'll be Jalen Carter. He has been steadfast in that opinion, and I'm going to take him at his word. The NFL draft is so much information-based, and Jalen Carter has got some red flags. He's uh, got some question marks. Um, Peter Schrager, point this out, over the weekend, he said he heard that Jalen Carter will not drop out of the top six. Not top five. Not at the top six, which we'll get to number six here. So I'm going Will Anderson at five. High character guy. You know what you're getting. He'll be a captain of that defense. And I think as a luxury pick, Seattle could potentially look quarterback here. But I think at the end of the day, if Will Anderson's on the board, which I have mocked it to happen, I think that Will Anderson goes to Seattle. And they are incredibly happy with that, building off of last year's tremendous uh, draft that they have. John Schneider. Wants uh, some high-character guys. Will Anderson is the epitome of that. Number six, Detroit. I gave them Jalen Carter. Michael Lombardi, let me read what he said in his article today about Detroit. He said, Detroit appears to be locked in on Carter and corner Devin Witherspoon, who is now viewed as the top corner in the NFL draft. Detroit also needs an outside rusher. If Will Anderson slips, would they select him over these three. Well, Will Anderson on my mock, not available. Jalen Carter and Devin Witherspoon are. I think Jalen Carter lands at Detroit. He has worked out with Detroit. Um, You know, one thing to keep in mind, uh, I heard a rumor floating out there and I don't know if it's substantiated or not, but with all of the, with all of the situations going on with the, the gambling inside that, that locker room, would they want a, a guy with questionable character in Jalen Carter? I don't know, but I think I'm going to take the Peter Schrager report that he won't drop out of the top six and what Michael Lombardi said that Detroit is looking in on Carter and Witherspoon. I think they go Jalen Carter here. Would not be surprised if it's Devin Witherspoon. I do believe Witherspoon will be the first corner off the board. Uh, so his over-under six and a half. And, uh, you know, that's something that I would keep an eye on real quickly, you know, back to the over under and, you, you know, we take the betting market for what it is. It, it moves a lot, but I saw Mitch Moss tweet this out earlier today. Um, and the Jalen Carter under has gone incredibly juiced towards the under his over under at circa is six and a half. It was plus money when Matt humans and I, recorded our podcast on Monday night. I know Matt took a couple whacks at it. Folks, it is now minus 350 to the under. So if you want to ensure profit, you could go back and take the over plus 275. But I think that's telling you something that Jalen Carter could very well be gone in the top six. So that leads us to seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. If it's not Jalen Carter, I think it's Devin Witherspoon. Um, strong rumors this weekend that the Raiders... Really like Devin Witherspoon. I think he's the top cornerback off the board. I bet it so at minus 165 not that long ago. I think Witherspoon is the pick here at seven. At eight is when it gets really interesting. There's been some buzz around Bijan Robinson to the Atlanta Falcons. What Michael Lombardi said on VSIN, and I'm not going to discredit him at all. He's much more piped in than I am. He said this pick would make no sense. I would tend to agree with that. I didn't want to get too cute with mocking trades. 
I really think Atlanta could trade out of eight, maybe with Tennessee. Tennessee could go in and get C.J. Stroud, who is still on the board at that point in time. So something that uh, that that I would keep an eye on there. But I mock B. John Robinson to eight. His over-under 12.5 has become increasingly juiced to the under. I think Houston at 12 could also be a landing spot for B. John Robinson. Evan Silva, who is a very, very good mock drafter, uh, he said in his article today on Establish the Run that his floor for B. John Robinson is 12. He thinks 8 to 12 is the range. I put him at 8 to the Falcons. I'm also hoping maybe there's a pairing there. Uh, but B. John Robinson, I would tend to agree, lean towards the under there. At 9, the Chicago Bears. Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune, who Matt got mad at me for having him on my show, uh, does does a very good job covering the Bears and what they're going to do at nine and what they're going to do in the draft. I think they get Jalen Carter if he's available. He's not available in this mock. I think they get Paris Johnson if he's available. It's not available here. Peter Skaronsky, you would think, would be the obvious choice, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, in talking to Brad, he felt like Peter Skaronsky wasn't really a scheme fit all that well, projects more as a guard. So I think the Bears go out and get a tackle. Uh, and Broderick Jones was the guy for me there at number nine. To 10, Philadelphia, I had them getting Nolan Smith, edge rusher out of Georgia. It's been a lot of hype, a lot of buzz on Nolan Smith. His under is now uh, juiced at 11 and a half. So I threw Nolan Smith there at 10. I wouldn't be surprised if the Philadelphia Eagles went with Peter Skaronsky here. Uh, this is a luxury pick. I've also heard that the Eagles could be looking to make a big swing. Uh, Josh Norris uh, from Underdog, he was talking last night about the Eagles maybe making a big splash. And and the, he, this look, he was just talking out loud. But I, when Josh Norris talks about the draft, I, I respect his opinion quite a bit. Uh, two years ago, had one of the best mock drafts we've ever seen. Uh, it was incredible what he did two years ago in that mock draft. So um, I think Philadelphia could make a big swing. Uh, Lance Zerline also on a podcast said he thinks Philadelphia could could go big game hunting here. Is that Jalen Carter trading up for him? Is that Will Anderson? Um, I don't know. But I think if they stay pat, pat at 10, I think they get a guy like Nolan Smith or maybe Peter Skaronsky. I went with Nolan Smith. 11 C.J. Stroud's still on the board. Ohio State connections. They won out of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Malik Willis is not going to work. I think they get C.J. Stroud here. Um, I said on the on the, on the the website, seems a bit low for Stroud. Titans do not have a ton of draft cop capital, but I do think you could see maybe them maneuvering their way up if C.J. Stroud starts to slip. Can they get as high as six to, six to go ahead of the Raiders? Uh, we will see. The Raiders are fascinating at seven if C.J. Stroud's available. I think the Raiders, with 12 picks, could trade back in, get a Hendon Hooker. That could be a possibility. Obviously, you look at the market right now, over-under on quarterbacks at this very moment is four and a half, juice to the over at minus 190 at DraftKings. I didn't put Hendon Hooker in my first round. The reason I didn't put Hendon Hooker in my first round was I didn't know where he would fit. Um, I didn't really want to project a ton of trades. I think the most likely spot for Hendon Hooker is a trade back into the first round. Buzzword, 
fifth year option, fifth year option, fifth year option. That would be the likelihood there. I don't think he goes to Minnesota, even though I did hear a rumor about Minnesota, which I'll get to here in just a moment. Houston at 12, I don't know what to do. Um, I think they could go B. John Robinson. I know Matt Newman's had that mocked. I think that's a likely landing spot for B. John Robinson. I do not think they go wide receiver. Uh, we talked about this when Luke Swain was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. You can roll your eyes all you want and say, what is Robert Woods? What is Nico Collins? John Mechie had cancer. He's back in practice now, second round pick a year ago. I just sit here and say what I've been, what I've heard. And Lance Zerline, when he did a draft exercise with Dane Brugler, talked him off the Houston Texans selecting Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12. I am heavy on over 12 and a half on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Thankfully, the Green Bay Packers did not trade into that high point and uh, ruined that for me. So I had Christian Gonzalez, very solid corner going at 12. Um, you know, th- he certainly could go higher. Some people think he'll be the first corner off the board. I do not. But I had Christian Gonzalez here going with the Houston Texans at 12. Pair him up with Derek Stingley, and you've got a pretty young and impressive cornerback crew there. And two, uh, Exciting defensive players in the top 12 for the Houston Texans, but no quarterback, which uh, would make people scratch their heads. Number 13, Green Bay Packers. Trivia. Do you know the last time the Green Bay Packers selected a pass catcher in the first round? It was 21 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. 21 years. Years ago, Javon Walker with the 20th pick in the 2002 draft class. Just a reminder, Aaron Rodgers was drafted in 2005. So the Green Bay Packers sitting there at 13. Michael Lombardi uh, in his uh, article today said there's there's growing interest there uh, between Green Bay and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, Tony Pauline also echoed that sentiment. Uh, on Twitter as well. So uh, I threw Jackson Smith a jig, but a 13 with the Green Bay Packers. At this point of the draft process is where, I'll be honest, I'm just trying to fit guys in that I think are risers and then drop guys that I think are a bit of fallers. So Peter Skaronsky going to the Patriots seems like a good fit. Um, you know, New England always could utilize a, a, a solid offensive lineman. He's a plug-and-play guard, it seems, so uh, that was my spot there. The Jets apparently love Broderick Jones. Well, in this exercise, Broderick Jones is gone. They need a tackle. The best tackle available is Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Now, I did see that my guy Vegas insider uh, Luke Swain gave out on Twitter yesterday the over- on Darnell Wright at 15 and a half. There's some questions about um, character I've heard a little bit. Um, So I I do weigh that and I really respect uh, Luke a lot, but, and maybe this is Anton Harrison, you know, this, that, that certainly could be a guy that, you know, is is drafted higher. Um, I'll I'll give you an example. Uh, Evan Silva on his, Article today on the 10 things I think about the NFL draft, he said Anton Harrison and Will McDonald will go higher than expected. So could you see Anton Harrison going at number 15? I think ultimately the Jets are going to want to get a tackle. They had been linked to a tackle for a long time. I think those odds, let me 
double check what those odds are. But I mean, it is fully expected that offensive line will be the pick for the New York Jets at DraftKings right now, minus 255 for the Jets to go offensive linemen. So that's why I rolled with uh, Darnell right there. Number 16, Washington Commanders. So I had a long conversation uh, with my good friend, Ben Standig, who is incredible at mock drafts and also who covers the Washington Commanders. And he didn't have any solidified information. And if he did, he probably wouldn't tell me. Um, But we were just talking it out. And interesting news came out Wednesday morning. Washington will not be picking up the fifth-year option or exercising the fifth-year option of Chase Young. Could that open up a Luke Van Ness to Washington? I think that's very possible. My mock that I did last night had Emmanuel Forbes, the corner out of Mississippi State, going number 16. Emmanuel Forbes is a guy that is rising way up mocks. And from everything that people have said from around the league, this is a guy that ex- is expected to go in the first round. Uh, we had Eric Eager on VEASAN primetime, and I ran over and made a, I think it was minus 210 bet. Uh, he said on the show that Emmanuel Forbes, Will McDonald will go in the first round. Um, going back to Anton Harrison real quick. Um, Anton Harrison, this is what uh, Michael Lombardi had to say about him. He said, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma is an offensive tackle. Not many people have going high in the draft, but he is valued high by NFL teams than mock drafters. So, you know, me having Anton Harrison at 19 to Tampa, maybe I flip-flop that, put him at 15 to the Jets. But I think Anton Harrison is an absolute first-round pick, no doubt about it. Um, I don't think there's any over-unders on Anton Harrison, but uh, that was interesting to hear. But going back to Washington, I think they go corner. I think Deontay Banks could be a possibility. I think Brian Branch could be a possibility. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, like I mentioned, I think he's rising up a lot of people's boards, and I think he goes higher than uh, than most people anticipate. And that was a name that Ben brought up to me as saying, hey, there's some interest here. Now, he also thought that they would get Darnell Wright if he's available at 16. So if Darnell Wright does slide and Luke Swain's bet of over 15 and a half that he gave out on Twitter yesterday is correct, maybe Washington goes Darnell Wright at 16. But I think they go corner or tackle, seeing how the tackles all play out. Maybe they go Anton Harrison. That's a, certainly a possibility. Uh, at 17, I have Deontay Banks uh, going ahead of Joey Porter Jr., which uh, I know the uh, the lineage there, his dad uh, being that. But Deontay Banks is a, a bet that I gave out on VEASAN primetime. I actually gave it on, on, on uh, Sunday bet, uh, the Sunday bet show with uh, JVT. And I think Deontay Banks, I'm, I'm buying in the hype, incredible tester, 4-3-5. I bet his under 21 and a half. Uh, I think he goes in the top 20. Um, Michael Lombardi said another player with more value by teams than his current mock is Deontay Banks. He's a top 15 pick and could become a steal in the draft. Uh, I got another text today uh, with someone that I trust and said that the Vikings do not believe that Deontay Banks will be available at 23. Um, and uh, is over-unders 21 and a half. So Deontay Banks under for me is a play that I've had. We've talked about on the podcast, gave it out earlier this week. 18 for Detroit. I'll be honest, this was the one that I agonized over the most because I have Iowa edge rusher Luke Van Ness going here. 
I think Luke Van Ness drops a little bit. Um, his over-under at Circa is 11.5, minus 250. If you're willing to uh, swallow that juice, I think it's worth a play. I'd laid minus 245. Um, there's some rumors Eagles at 10 could be a spot for Luke Van Ness, which would obviously be uh, not ideal for this particular bet. Um, but ultimately, I put Luke Van Ness there at 18. Detroit is an interesting one, though. In listening to Josh Norris's uh, breakdown on Underdog yesterday with his two colleagues, whose name escapes me, so I apologize to them. But they think that at six, the Lions could be a sneaky player for a quarterback. Makes sense. Get five years of control. Jared Goff, clearly not the guy. That six pick is coming from Los Angeles, so it's really a luxury pick. So you've got two picks here. Um, I still think if Jalen Carter's there, they get him. But at 18, does Detroit maybe look to trade up? In my current mock, Anthony Richardson's still available. So keep that for what you will. Tampa, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I gave them a tackle, and they got a lot of issues there with Tampa Bay. They need a quarterback too, but apparently they're going to roll with Baker Mayfield. At 20, here's what I said about Anthony Richardson. I said, I do not expect Anthony Richardson to drop all the way to number 20, but ESPN's Todd McShay said earlier this week, I have a strong sense Seattle won't leave round one without a quarterback. They're sitting there at number 20. At number five, if Will Anderson's on the board, I think they go Will Anderson. If Will Anderson is gone and Tyree Wilson is gone, and I don't believe they take Jalen Carter, I think Anthony Richardson's at play at five. I really do. But in this particular mock, I think Anderson drops to five. So Richardson is maybe available as we get into the teens. Seattle maybe looks to trade up. 20s, let's get it rolling here. Number 21, Chargers. Jordan Addison? explosive wide receiver. They need playmakers. Um, I know a lot of people have mocked Dalton Kincaid here. I think Dalton Kincaid might be a a bit of a a faller. Maybe Michael Mayer. I don't know if he fits all that well to, uh, to what the Chargers are trying to do. Now, what I will say about the wide receivers, and we've talked about it, this wide receiver class, I believe, is getting overrated in our eyes and not in front offices eyes. So Jordan Addison going 21 scheme fit explosiveness. I I would like that spot for him there, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some wide receivers drop. I think over 21 and a half for Zay flowers. I have him going 23 to Minnesota. I think that is worth a play. Uh, Zay flowers, a, a tough as hell slot receiver. But I think he could drop a little bit. And I played a little over 21 and a half on Wednesday uh, at William Hill. I believe the juice was minus 150. Uh, so I, I think that is uh, is worth a look. Uh, some other names that just to keep an eye on. We mentioned Will McDonald. Um, that was mentioned by Evan Silva. It was also mentioned by Eric Eager. Eric Eager on VEASAN Primetime said, Will McDonald, Emmanuel Forbes, both first round picks. I think Will McDonald probably will go higher than 31 to Kansas City, uh, but that's just where I slotted him. Uh, a name and a player that I gave out yesterday on VEASAN primetime was Michigan's Mozzie Smith to be a first-round pick. Um, Lance Zerline said he thinks Buffalo is going to take a big swing in the first round. So what does that mean? I don't know. 
So I've mocked Mozzie Smith to Buffalo. Uh, he's on the freaks list from Bruce Feldman. And uh, I think that is a guy that, um, you know, certainly is, is worth the first round pick. Uh, players that I didn't have in the first rounds were Brian Barisi, Kalijah uh, Cansey. Kalijah Cansey, let me just pull his odds up real quick. I just want to point this out. And, you know, I try to piece together all different pieces of, of information that I get. Kalijah Cansey's minus 400 to make the, the, to go in the first round at DraftKings. Now, remember this. The first round pick market at DraftKings is a one-way market. So they they don't really necessarily have to even it off because I think if there was a no, a lot of people will be playing some of these no's. So Kalijah Cansey, I saw one report say expect him to be drafted higher than than you think. I've seen another or heard another uh, from Josh Norris yesterday that he said he doesn't think Kalijah Cansey goes in the first round. So I kept Kalijah Cansey out. I think Brian Barisi is kept out. And I put Mozzie Smith with the with the explosiveness, with the excitement, with uh, with his athletic ability. I put him in there. Where do I have Michael Mayer going, and do I have him as the first tight end? This market has been fascinating to me throughout this whole process. Uh, I do have some plus money on Mayer to be the top tight end. I wouldn't have taken it at minus whatever it got to. Um, but I do think Michael Mayer goes ahead of Dalton Kincaid. I think there are concerns about Dalton Kincaid's health, and Michael Mayer. Going to the Cowboys at 26 might seem a little late. His over-under is juiced to the over for what it is, for what it's worth at 21 and a half. Um, I think Dallas is the floor for Michael Mayer. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe traded up to get him. Um, so that was uh, another one there. Uh, Brian Branch, I have going um, at 24. He could go higher. And I think ultimately for me, the defensive backs, I think Joey Porter Jr. is the faller. I think Banks, Forbes, and Branch are the risers. I have a Branch under ticket, 27 and a half. Uh, gave that out on Beeson Primetime as well. Lastly, let me get to this on my mock draft. Jameer Gibbs. I was not going to put Jameer Gibbs in my first round for quite some time. Everything we've been hearing these past couple of days say Jameer Gibbs is going in the first round. I believe it was Todd McShay. Um, Sean King, my partner in crime on Visa and Primetime, said he heard the same thing. And the market has reflected that. And now over one and a half, which was a massive underdog, is now the favorite to occur. I'm buying into that steam. I'm not betting it. And when I texted someone that I you know, trust in the draft betting space, I asked him when the steam initially started, what do you think of this? He goes, I believe it enough not to bet it, meaning the under. So I think Jameer Gibbs ultimately lands in the first round. Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Dallas. I think somewhere in the back half of the first round is where Jameer Gibbs goes. Could we see three tight ends? I have some over two and a half tight ends in my pocket. Uh, that is a bet I don't feel great about. Uh, I think ultimately the health concerns for Dalton Kincaid hurts him. He drops a little bit. Mayer's definitely going in the first round. And I think the strength of this tight end class, which is thought to be maybe the best tight end class we've ever seen, ultimately hurts the over-under and why we've seen it get juiced back to the under pretty significantly here. So I'm pulling for over two and a half tight ends, but I don't think ultimately it's going to happen. 
And uh, lastly, let's just end on this. Will we see five quarterbacks go in the first round? I did not put five quarterbacks in my mock draft. However, I do not want to bet the under. Maybe take a little slice at anything north of plus 200 because at the end of the day, I think a trade has to happen for someone to get in, whether it be the Raiders or a team like that, to get into the first round to get Hendon Hooker. But I scoffed at the notion of all this hype, people getting bored, and I feel like at this point, I'm starting to buy into it a little bit. Not going to bet the over, and I know plenty of people at VEASAN have the over. Best of luck to you. I have a little bit on the under. Um, Early in the process, I got minus 115 to the under, which looks like a bad ticket now. I did not have Hendon Hooker in 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 my mock. I do think Anthony Richardson or one of these quarterbacks drops a little bit. That may help out the under. But I'll say this. No matter if you have the over or the under, I think you're sweating hard on this particular bet because you're going to need a trade to get a quarterback. Kansas City's not getting a quarterback. Philadelphia's not getting a quarterback. Cincinnati's not getting a quarterback. Buffalo's not getting a quarterback. Dallas is not getting a quarterback. New Orleans, I would doubt, would get a quarterback there. I think at the end of the day, you need a trade. You need a trade. I don't think Minnesota takes Hendon Hooker. There is a rumor, though, that Minnesota could trade up to get Anthony Richardson. So interesting uh, rumor out there regarding Anthony Richardson and potentially him going to the Minnesota Vikings. All right, I just wanted to talk it out. Hopefully this helped a little bit give you some clarity on my mock draft and how I came to it. Um, names that I definitely had to go in the first round and higher than their uh, total, uh, their pick number, uh, Emmanuel Forbes, Deontay Banks. I think Zay Flowers may fall a little bit. 23 seems to be the ceiling, in my opinion. So over 21 and a half might be a look there. Um, I would not play either side of the running backs. I think Jameer Gibbs right now, the steam is real. I would buy into him going in the first round, so uh, I wouldn't play the under. At anything north of $2, plus $2, maybe a look on the under four and a half quarterbacks uh, because you need a trade. You need a dance partner there. And, you know, the Raiders, we have been told, Adam Hill, I think, has said this. Um, Tony Pauline, I believe, reported this, that Hendon Hooker's third on, on the Raiders' board at quarterback. I don't think they go quarterback at seven. I think they go Witherspoon. But at the end of the day, um, I think how it all plays out is that it will be a trade in order for you to cash that ticket. So uh, that was a look at mine. I'm going to keep scouring uh, all of the rumors out there. Uh, Maybe a tweak or two to my mock draft moving forward. But um, this is where we stand. I think Tyree Wilson on Wednesday morning will be the number one pick on Thursday evening. Subject to change, John McClain's tweet certainly was interesting uh, about Will Levis being the guy there at number two. Uh, We'll see other mocks that come out. Always stay on your toes. If you live in Vegas or in the state of Nevada, obviously the the market goes down at five o'clock today. Uh, So see if you can get in your final bets. But hopefully this is helpful. 
Uh, and uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed the mock draft. Hopefully it is not a complete and utter disaster. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.